As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Podcast. I'm Kristen, and as always, sitting across the table from Randy. How I you like doing? being the always. Always, yeah. I you mean, know, it's not of... the Kristen Becknell podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks that's the true. Lord. <laughs> Should I introduce you? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no, let's not. I um, love it, I, and I love this podcast. I love the things that we talk about. I love the fact that we're bringing real life as a pastor for me. Uh, it's great to listen to, to, to great sermons or you know leadership things that i get tools and resources uh but i like real talk yeah and and that's what i really am excited about all of the podcasts but especially today because this is this is real talk this is where the it's real life as we say the rubber meets the road this Mm -hmm. is when you're going through something and you feel like all hell is against you and you wonder how you're gonna make it to just tomorrow and uh today we're gonna we're gonna get down to that brass tacks kind of stuff so I'm very excited about today. Yes, it's going to be a good conversation. For those of you listening, you know, maybe you have faced a difficult time. Maybe you're in the middle of a difficult time. Um, you know, our prayer in this conversation is that you're encouraged uh, to keep walking, to to walk walk it out, and maybe find a little joy in it too. And we have a very great friend of of uh, of ours, and just a great pastor who pastors a church in Orlando, uh, Ken Clater. How you doing? Good, good to be here with you guys. Vacation capital of the world. Man, yeah. how's it like living in Orlando? It's good. Go Mickey. Go Mickey. <laughs> go go Mickey. Team Mickey. Go Team Mickey. Oh man. Well, you and your wife <clears throat> Tabitha, y'all, y'all pastor a live church, mm-hmm. and God's doing some great things. And and uh, you've you've seen him move a lot, but y'all have faced some difficult difficult realities yeah. um, this last year and mm-hmm. uh, but God has been faithful and, and shown you a lot through it and we're just so thankful that you'd sit around this table with us today and share a little bit about about what God is doing in your life so thank you for being here thank you so honored to be here yeah. man thank you Ken yeah. you're a great leader you're thank a great you. man of God I know you very well yeah walk real closely with you for yeah. probably four almost five years now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah, our listeners are going to be blessed today. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you yeah, for coming. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for having well, me. Well, as we as we say a lot here, is this podcast is really it's like the green room, mm-hmm. right? So it's just green room talk. So let's just jump in mid conversation, yeah, if let's you talk. will, um, <laughs> and tell 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 us, you know, a little uh-huh. bit about what 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 was what's been going on. Well, of course, everybody knows 2020, 2021 was a tough year for everybody. What happened? I don't know. Maybe Google it, you know, Google it. Yahoo it. I don't know. Probably on page six. Might be Google. <laughs> but coming through the end of 2020, I'm like, man, we're getting out. I hadn't had COVID or anything like that. We're doing pretty good. And uh, my wife had a doctor's um, appointment right around December 4th. Ironically, 
it was the same time that we were actually closing on a new building for Orlando campus. So we have a Gainesville campus, Orlando campus, mm -hmm. multi-million dollar um, project that supernaturally we came out of a pandemic, was able to get this building. And on the way to settlement, December 4th, my wife has a, she had a uh, test done and her biopsy was coming. So she actually couldn't come to settlement with us. And so I went to settlement by myself. I know she was going to come later on to sign. And after settlement, um, I get a call from her and she says that the biopsy came back and she had been diagnosed with um, breast cancer. Mm. And so that began a 10 month journey that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Yeah. And of course, we were believing God. My wife, um, just for context sake, is one of the most healthy people that you'll ever meet for her 40th birthday. She ran the Miami Marathon, 26.2 miles. Everything is organic. Everything is gluten free. I mean, she took all the mercury out of her mouth. So she only I put ceramic in her teeth. But I mean, she's just that health nut. <laughs> You know, she's one of those people. Wait a minute. You just can't be breezing over the fact that she ran a marathon for her birthday. Oh, yeah. That would be like I lost a bet. <laughs> no, that was her bucket list. On my 40th birthday, I want to run a 26.2 marathon, 26.2 miles. And so we did the Miami Marathon. Okay. Mm -hmm. But she's we? Yeah, I did it with her. No, you know, I'm not going to let her do it alone, you know. Bro, you a baller. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you love your wife. No, no. I hope my wife don't hear this because I ain't running, <laughs> running a marathon with you. It was fun. I ain't doing good. a 5K yeah. <laughs> or a 2K, whatever it is. Well, you know, that was five years ago. Randy ain't running, basically. He's not running nothing. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy's an athlete, though. Don't let him fool you. No, man. We ain't. play golf together. We play ping pong, mm -hmm. anything. Randy ping can, pong? Yeah, Randy can play a little bit of everything. He is a super athlete. So I think he could run a marathon. It's just all in this. I don't want home. to run a marathon. <laughs> yeah, let's just be straight but, about it. Uh, yeah, let's. I'll work with you, though. Maybe yeah. we'll get into one. Oh, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do one on, like, endurance. Run the race. That's that exactly God has put what before we should. Okay. No, I learned so much teaching material from a marathon. You would be amazed. I bet. Oh, yeah. But anyway. So anyway, um. Yeah, that was December of 2020. And so she went through four months, five months of chemotherapy, no, had a double mastectomy in January, followed wow. by five months of chemotherapy, six weeks of radiation. Wow. Um, you know, all of the things, you know, you can breeze over that. But basically, my wife lost her breast. She lost her hair. She lost her eyebrow. She almost lost all of her um, fingernails, toenails. She just had a hysterectomy. So she lost her her womb and she lost her uterus and all of that as a preventative major. Yeah, a, that's the reality. It's the thing that would make you feel like a woman. She lost those things. Yeah. Mm. And so out of the context of how do you deal with difficulties, that's the that's what's set before us. But she was declared cancer free, praise God, praise in July. God. Mm -hmm. praise okay. Ring that bell. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. She was declared free. cancer Thank free. You, Jesus. So she had stage three A can um, cancer, I believe. So she was declared cancer free. And of course you gotta go through other things. And now she went through a hysterectomy. Now she has to go through breast reconstruction because I need to get those back, you know. <laughs> That's a promise in the bro. Bible that her breast will satisfy me at all times. So I don't care which way to come. Brother. Come on, man. Come, come on, on, I know man. My Bible. All, the, all the brothers who want to take an <laughs> offering now. <laughs> so we're going to handle that. Um, and so we got those things happening there. But that was probably the most difficult season of my life because coming okay. out of a pandemic, building a multi-million dollar facility, my mom had cancer three weeks before my wife was diagnosed. Wow. My best friend, who was the best man at my wedding, dies of brain cancer through it, and my wife has breast cancer. And so I'm kind of surrounded into this world wow. of pain and problems, and uh, it uh, was probably the most challenging thing I've ever been through. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know where people find themselves that are listening. Uh, Maybe they can relate to some specifics. Maybe it's just maybe a feeling. (laughs) But when all of this was coming at you, how did it make you feel? Like, I mean, you know, as a pastor, you got to always have it together. And, you you know, everything is good and glory to God, (laughs) you know, but but you're also just a a human. Yeah. And um, how, how did you feel in all of that? Um, at first you're shocked and you're thinking that it's not real. And then you, as a person of faith, I'm standing on everything the Bible has promised. Yeah. Healing is the children's bread. He blesses our bread and water, removes sickness from our midst. I'm reminding God of his word. I mean, we're fasting, we're praying, we're having daily communion together. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go into all out spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. and we had so much happen. I mean, I laid hands on her in the bedroom. She would fall into the power of God. We feel the wind of God, the heat of God, everything that you could possibly think of that would happen. But she still would go back to the doctor and the lump was getting bigger. And so we really had a decision to make whether we were going to what what we were going to do next. And so to me, either God was going to heal her supernaturally or God was going to use chemotherapy and doctors Mm -hmm. and and medicine to heal her. Either way, she was going to be healed. Mm -hmm. And we just had to go through the long route. Mm -hmm. So to me, it challenged me theologically because I believe this, but I'm seeing this. Mm. Um, It challenged me. Okay, is God real if is god good if god was good why would he let bad things happen if he's real why do we he allow this to happen these are people that we've served in ministry for 20 years um we live right we fast we pray i mean we do all of this stuff but then this has happened so it threw me into a place of just feeling um confused mm-hmm. um but one thing that i've realized about great seasons of pain um things that do not define you can refine you. Mm. We really That's made our, our mind that, listen, I'm just going to figure out how to stand on the word of God and how to get stronger through this. And really, I think that's what we did. I mean, it wasn't easy. And so no matter what people's difficulty is, whether it's starting another campus, somebody's left the church, whether it's the loss of a loved one, an autistic kid, all of it can kind of, you sum it up into pain. Now, how are we going to respond through the pain or how are we going to grow through what we go through. And so that was a decision that we made. And I have a few different keys that I could give you guys, but we, we just decided to grow through what we were going through. Now I can say that I talked to you, you know, several times through all this stuff and, and most every conversation, it was like, wow, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, but yeah. uh, you would talk to me. How do you reconcile faith when you haven't seen the miracle? Right. We, we had those, we those, had those real conversations, conversations about yes. those things mm-hmm. and how are you getting through it and you were just quoting scriptures every day and, right and you were you were also very careful about who you surrounded yourself with i, yeah. I remember you were like mm-hmm. you know there's certain people that i i'm not talking to right now mm-hmm. because i don't need sympathy and woe is me and it's <clears> terrible what you're going through but i need people that will build my faith and encourage me in these times and yeah. and that's real talk and i yeah. think when you're going through a crisis yeah Right. These and thank you for that because you were that, and you've always been that. There's been other health challenges that we've had. You've always been a great mix of powerful and practical. Been a friend through it, but also a person that's going to believe for the the miraculous to happen. So you are a great person to lean on in times of trouble. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, and th- mm-hmm. thanks for saying that. But what I what I was really uh-huh. trying to help the listeners realize is that. When you're going through something, I think you need to be careful about who you're listening to and what right. you're listening to. Right. Because it kept your faith strong and your wife's cancer free. Yeah. And you you made to me one of the theological things that is hard to reconcile. Mm-hmm. You know, we pray for God to heal. Right. How can God heal? Ooh. 
right? Mm. And for me, I've seen this in my own life. Uh I still am reconciling my theology and all this, by the way. I think I'm trying to grow from faith to faith and all of this. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you got to have faith. And if it's just faith and they're getting healed only through supernatural ways, then when it doesn't happen, I must have had a lack of faith. Right. But I think God can heal in other ways. Yeah. Supernaturally, mm-hmm. through medicine. I mean, he had a doctor on his board, didn't he? Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. And so I think we have to be careful about telling God how he has to heal and when he has to heal. Right. And, and learning to have faith, but to trust God for the outcome. Yeah, and I will say that my psychologist taught me a very important principle, and it's what we call palms up. And I know some might not be able to see me, but if you were just to put your palms up to the sky, and it's like any time that you don't understand what God's doing, maybe you don't even agree with the results that you're getting, you don't like the results that you're getting, practice the palms up principle where you just put your palms up and say, nevertheless, Lord, I trust you. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what it has to come down to. Like, I don't understand this. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. And it hurts. But nevertheless, Lord, I still trust you. You know, people don't hear anything but that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It applies to every every pain that you experience. So good. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer for that. And I don't like it. Because if you change the goodness of God, you get into a theological slippery slope if you say god's not good no he's good all the time even when bad things happen god is good he's real and he also loves us so i don't like this i don't understand it and so what i found out about healing is that there's a mystery in healing there's a place where you gotta go okay god healed that person but i haven't seen it in this person nevertheless i trust you Mm -hmm. god i've seen god heal different parts of a person's body like they have an ailment on this side and on this side but he heals one side but not the other side i don't i don't get that but nevertheless, Lord, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can go there instead of questioning who he is, I think it's a good good place. To is go. God faithful? God is faithful. 100%. When he mm-hmm. doesn't do what I want, how I want, and when I want. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can know that is to, I love your phrase, mm-hmm. palms up. It's so nevertheless, good. I trust you. I trust you mm-hmm. because you're faithful always. Always. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yep. That's so good. That's yep. a nugget. <laughs> you know, if if I can go back to that, and it, it is, it's easy to say, hard to do. Mm-hmm. How did you, on the days that it was really hard, mm-hmm. how did you have that posture? You know, you're going to have hard days, but you just don't want to get stuck there. And so... Somehow, some way, I got to the place where I just chose joy. Mm. And I don't even know if I can really articulate how to get there. But you know how the scripture says the joy of the Lord is your strength? Mm -hmm. And so if you're ever in a fight and you feel real weak, you have to tap into this joy. And it's almost like a supernatural Mm. empowerment of joy that comes on you. And I was actually asking my wife about it. um, And I was just, okay, so what happened? And she was like, well, you tapped into something that was like, uh, an anointing of joy mm-hmm. to where it was like no matter what I was going through so I had to consider the worst well if she was to pass away what does that mean for me do I fall away in my faith do I stop leading this church do I stop do I turn into a, a basket case or do I keep on trusting God and I consider the worst like the worst would be to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and I would have to move on even though that would hurt that would suck and I don't believe in that and so but even in that I still choose joy mm-hmm. so I don't know, just something happened to me mm. when I just chose that I'm not going to live with 
um, discontent. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in, and that's the thing happening in our society today with the pandemic. So oh my yeah. God. Living Fears. by fear. It's, and it's stripping your joy away. Yeah. So what we decided is we just started watching comedians on TV. We watched every comedy that we could think of. We started laughing about dumb stuff. I mean, we did everything in our power just to make this Keep hard joy. thing yeah, mm. very light. Wow. And because um, what does the scripture say about um what does it say? Laughter doeth good like medicine. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're taking chemo. Thank God for that. But we're going to laugh like crazy. That's uh-huh. some good medicine. <laughs> it's some good medicine. Bro. That's, that's better medicine tasting right there oh, than, yeah. than anything else. Oh, yeah. So we just, I mean, comedians in cars getting coffee, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I can't handle some of the raunchy stuff. But anything that I thought was close to clean, yes. like we're making up stuff. We're telling your mama jokes, your <laughs> knock-knock jokes. We're on the Internet. We're just doing everything we can in our greatest season of pain to tap into an anointing of joy. Mm. And really, I learned something about joy that I didn't even really know existed. And I found out that I can have it because it's more of a revelation. Joy, happiness is based upon my circumstance. If it's rainy outside, then I'm I'm not happy. If it's sunny, then I am happy. But joy, I have it no matter what the weather is because mm-hmm. it's not based upon external. It's an internal revelation mm-hmm. of who Jesus is, you know. But you use external things to keep your joy flowing too i do yeah yeah i mean like listening to comedians and telling jokes and yeah. all those things so that was you choosing joy right and to me it's a choice a yeah i love that choice. you've said that because mm-hmm. it is it's mm-hmm. a choice and yeah. you can choose one way or the other but you guys chose so it's not joy. an emotion it's not no 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 and that's where because you never feel like happiness it. maybe maybe we can say happiness yeah. is an emotion yeah yeah i feel happy so but happy. joy that's is something i choose you don't uh-huh. i mean you don't always get to choose emotions sometimes they just come upon you yeah mm-hmm. but you can choose joy you can so you can be sad yeah and still choose joy you can choose joy and i always say that feelings follow choices and so if it's you good. choose it, your feelings will come later on. Hmm. But if you feel it, then your feelings will dictate you. Thank God that he's given us feelings, but I just don't want them to dominate. So really it's what you're feeding is going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it goes back into what you were saying about making sure you got the right people around you, making sure they're encouraging you. Because the C word, not COVID, but cancer brings out weird stuff in people. Oh, I they come imagine. up telling you, well, I, my uncle had it and it came back ferociously and they die. Like, why are you why talking you to me? Like, I really am going to do a message to my church. What do you do when people have chronic illnesses? Because the average Christian mm. don't know what to say or better yet, what not to say. Mm. There's certain stuff. Don't say that. Mm. Yeah. You know, speak life over the situation. Yeah. Give us testimony. Give me the Dodie Osteen thing. Like, she's still 80. And, yeah. You know, come give me that. Now. Don't yeah. give me that. Who died stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you I'm <laughs> glad you circled back to that because I, I wanted to ask because you know, you said that Randy was that kind of a friend yeah, to you 100%. as well. And I can't help but think there's probably people listening and, and they're like, I need that kind of a friend. I'm mm-hmm. going through something difficult and I've been friends with the wrong people and they're saying things mm-hmm. that make me want to gut punch them. Mm-hmm. Um how do you how do you choose the right wh- what do you look for? I mean, just real practically, who I don't do you want to give you the you? answer, <laughs> but I think this people need to hear this mm-hmm. because you guys found someone else going through what you were going through mm-hmm. and you began to sow into them. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to tell you that part because you would never want to, but I'm telling you what they did. Mm-hmm. They found some other people mm-hmm. and they blessed them mm-hmm. and they loved them and they encouraged them. And so if you're going through it and you're like, I need a friend like that, just go be a friend. Be like a friend. That. Oh, wow. That's, that's powerful. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. you did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I will share this, um, especially for the person who's listening that just feels like they're in a really dark place. 
Um, they're facing some kind of red tape. Things are really, really difficult. And my psychologist taught me this. This is one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever you received. You got a good psychologist. I do, I do. Man. Yeah, he's really, really good. I want to shout him out. He's halfway retired. His name is Dr. Walker. Well, you're going to lose range. him if you give all the away. Because everybody's going to call him. Well, he ain't going to have room for you now. His daughter, Charity, is still doing it right here from the Blessing Ranch. You know Dr. Walker, John Walker, Charity Walker? I don't, I don't know. know what her last name really is. She might what, be The Blessing Ranch? The Blessing Ranch, right here out of outside of... Um, Tampa, like uh, Clearwater. They're in okay. Clearwater. Oh. Used to be in Colorado. He's okay. in Clearwater now. Very good reference, by the way. Got him off of Kerry Newhoff podcast years ago. Tracked him down. Moved to Tampa. It's, it's very good. Stalked him. Showed yeah. up at his yeah. house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Knocked on his door. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, okay. I'm not leaving until you meet with me. <laughs> yeah, but um, th- this this piece of advice for this is for somebody. Listen, so. Um, I went into his office and I was complaining one day. I was like, man, you know, ministry sucks. People suck. I can't stand nothing. You know, you know how you do. You just go mm-hmm. vent. And he says, Ken, you know what your problem is? And I said, what's that? He says that you expect life to be easy. And as long as you have an expectation for things to be easy, you're always going to be fighting from the wrong angle. And he says, people who expect life to be easy are the people that overdrink and they overeat. But if you can transition and say, you know what, life is difficult, then you're going to be fighting the battle from the right place. So as mm. an old school faith guy, I just felt like if you speak to it, life uh-huh. and death is in the power of the tongue. Everything should be easy. If I live right, everything should be easy. So to get diagnosis of, you know, cancer and problems and pain, I don't think I was really ready for it. And so and so my question to him was, are you saying that, well, if I accept the fact that life is difficult, are you saying that I can't live a blessed life or an abundant life? The Bible promises me that I can live an abundant life. He says, yes, you can live a blessed life, an abundant life, but it's still in the face of difficulty. Mm. Like just because you say that life is difficult doesn't mean that you can't be blessed because his grace is always sufficient for you. And I just thought that that was such a powerful revelation because now I accept that Jesus never promised us that we wouldn't have difficulties. Matter of fact, he says, as long as you're in this world, you're going to have trouble, Mm -hmm. difficulties. But be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. So now I'm not fighting for my life to be um, happy and easy all the time. I'm saying, no, this is going to be difficult, but I can still be blessed even though it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I can still access grace. And so now when people come to me and they like, well, pastor, I'm engaged to be married. I'm like, cool, that's going to be difficult. (laughs) And you need to know that. That's going to be the most difficult thing you ever did. You're going to have two people trying to become one. That's crazy. The problem is when they try to figure out which one they're going to become. Right, right, right. right. But that's where people get off. And they're like, I just feel like I'm not happy. And I just feel like, no, you didn't expect the difficulties. And so now when people say, you know what, we're expecting a baby. I say, congratulations. But that's going to be difficult. You know, you're going to have a baby. They're going to keep you up all night. You ain't going to know who you are for the first three months. Right. You know, and I just feel like if people know that starting a church, that's a blessing. That's going to be difficult. Starting a new campus, difficult. Building a building, difficult. But that doesn't mean you can't do it and God's not with you. Yeah. And so. That's a mindset. That's a mindset. Mm-hmm. But now I'm ready for the difficulties. And I'm not going to let it steal my joy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so great good. stuff. You know, uh, just as a simple little plug at the art conference uh, that we just had at Seacoast, mm-hmm. Chris Kane preached the message regarding this whole idea, and I would encourage our listeners to go mm-hmm. uh, listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was teaching about how when we're going through difficulties and problems, and especially over the last 18 months, getting close to two years now with the pandemic and all this stuff, pastors and leaders say all the time, I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't sign up for what? Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. 
that Jesus said, not nah, things that I'm suffering and going through, you're going to suffer as well. Right. Last time I checked that signing up for ministry meant laying down your life mm-hmm. to serve other people. It's mindset. It's perspective. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. what, what do we sign up for? To be a celebrity pastor, to get a lot of followers on Instagram and right. to have a good life and all that? No, that's not what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. But you got to have the mindset of mm-hmm. that's going to be difficult. Yeah. And that helps you to know. Yeah. When the problems come, yeah. all right, then yeah. let's let's go to war. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love and it. You guys have done that too. Yeah, uh, you guys, you really have. This I've seen you just go through. Prior to this, mm-hmm. you know, you guys were already going through some things, and mm-hmm. you know, but you guys have always been battlers. You've always been a fighter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my wife is working on a book right now called Grit and Grace, and I think that's just her story. I mean, she grew up in the projects, half white, half black. Grew up sexual abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse. But one thing about her, she's a fighter. Mm-hmm. And so you put us together, we just have a, we're going to overcome it, especially because we're going to put our faith in God. So mm-hmm. we're going to overcome it. It doesn't matter what comes at us. And so I just feel like, you know, the things that come at us, we're going to take the lemons, we're going to create some lemonades, we're going to allow them to refine us, not define us. And I just feel like, you know, when trouble and those things come, it's an opportunity for great growth. The way I think it is, it is great growth, Mm -hmm. but I think the devil would come at you Mm -hmm. in those particular areas because it could be the area that you will have your greatest anointing. Yeah. And he's attacked your wife in this area so much. Yeah. And tried to destroy her, and she's what she's gone through, she's grown through. Yeah. And now it's going to be used to empower other people. And I don't know what people are listening, struggling with. And you (laughs) you feel like it may be the end of you, but it could be the area that will be your greatest anointing and equipment. In fact, I would submit to you that it is going to be your greatest strength (laughs) and empowerment. That's what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians. (laughs) For when I am weak, then I am strong. Your (laughs) greatest anointing could be the difficulty you're in right now. It's so true. We're seeing a lot of growth from that. You know, um, she preached for the first time after a year the other day, and it was. I bet it was fire. The, awesome. the, the, the glory fail, the Shekinah. <laughs> I don't know if they know what that is. No, we were just making a joke about that before we <laughs> yeah, started. Yeah. No, the glory fail. I mean, no, people are being healed. It's really crazy to see how God will take your pain and promote you and give you a platform to kind of speak from that. So now, as much stuff as she done. I want to listen to it. What was the title of the message? It is settled. It is settled. Mm-hmm. AliveChurch.tv? Uh, your, what's your website? Alive Church on you. Well, it's not on YouTube because it was at our conference. Um, oh, it was in I, a, I, yeah. one of the ARC sessions? Um, no, it was at a conference that we had that we haven't released publicly yet, but we will over the I next few I thought you said months. it was at the ARC con- conference? You know what? She preached the same message at Celebration Church in Jacksonville. It's called It Is Settled. But we haven't released it on our on our YouTube stuff yet. But the premise of it is, you know, for cancer patients and for a lot of people who go through trauma, it's always the thing. Will it come back? Will it come back? Will it Mm. come back? Will it come back? And the Lord spoke to her and said, it is settled. And, you know, how scripture says that. um, What does it say about uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word? Mm. It's not necessarily the logos like the written word, but it's that rhema word, that thing that God speaks Mm -hmm. to your spirit. And she has to stand on that for the rest of her life that Mm -hmm. no, God said it's settled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what my statistics say. I know what they say that Mm -hmm. this could come. No, it's settled. And so that's what we've been. But it can't be a mindset. It Mm -hmm. has to be. You have to speak that. You have to speak. Because faith comes by hearing the word. Yeah. So you need to get a rhema word that it is settled. Mm -hmm. I'm going to overcome this. And you need to speak it. Right. Don't just think it. Yeah. And that's what the scripture says when it says war with your prophecy. 
you know, let's not make it real super deep. I mean, just whatever God spoke to you, whatever thing mm-hmm. is prophetic, start to say that all the time mm-hmm. until you see it. You mm-hmm. know? So it is settled. And so she preached that message that it settled and it was just, it's real powerful, real Ooh, powerful. Bro, oh, man. Yeah. I need to have her over here. Yeah. Preach yeah. that word. Yeah. You, you ask. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear it. Send me that link, boy. That's one. I had Benny Perez and Wendy was with us and they was like, you have to come preach that in Las Vegas right away. Oh. I mean, it was that kind of word. Wow. And I'm like, I'm just become like. What's um Joyce Myers' husband name? David. I'm kind of like David. I'm just yeah. getting behind her. Get out just, of the way, yeah, bro. I got to get out the way and just, I'm the manager now. <laughs> I'm the manager. I'm just the manager. Oh, man. Oh, man. What God is doing is awesome. And, yeah. and Ken, thank you so much for, for sharing. Um, it, it, I, If it'd be okay, you know, our listeners, would you mind, as we close this, would you mind praying yeah. for yeah. those that are going through a difficult time? Yeah. Um, and that I love what you were just saying, Randy, of of the the place of your deepest pain and deepest struggle can become the the place of ministry yeah. for you. God, I think that's a, that's a do. prophetic word for people. And, uh, you need is. to know. You need to receive that. Yeah. So so would you mind praying for us and yeah, those that are listening? Sure. Yeah. Specifically against depression, despair. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't throw in the towel. Your best days are still out in front of you. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for every person that is listening to this podcast right now, that they haven't just tuned in by accident, but a righteous person's footsteps are ordered by you. And we just, uh, we thank you, God, that you are the God of whatever season that they're currently in. And your grace is always sufficient. And so we just declare and prophesy great grace over their soul, that the peace of God will guard their heart and mind no matter what season no matter what they've lost, no matter what they are up against. And I pray, God, that what they're experiencing right now is not defining them, but it is refining them and that they'll come out stronger than ever, that truly all things are working together for their good. You'll take what the devil is meant for evil and turn it around for some good in Jesus' Jesus. name. So we just bind the spirit of depression and despair and sadness and weight and even maybe thoughts of suicide. And we just declare that the anointing of joy the joy of the Lord, the joy that is unspeakable, the joy that the world did not give and cannot take away because it's simply a revelation of the joy of Jesus. We declare that it be released right now and parted into our heart that we'll be able to laugh again, that we'll be able to have be lighthearted again, that we'll look for the things that are that are funny and fun-loving, that we'll look at the sky. We'll be able to look around at all the creation of God and really realize that you are so good even when bad things are happening. So we just declare that they have that joy, they have that peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, Ken, thank you so much for, for being here today and hanging out with us. Great conversation. Man, that was a great conversation. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you sharing your journey with our listeners. Yes. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.